You are listening to the Simple Power Podcast. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra, and this is episode one. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Simple Power Podcast. Thanks so much for being here, for taking the time out to listen. If today's episode blesses you, then I hope you will come back and maybe even share this podcast with someone that you know that you think could benefit from it as well. This channel is all about learning to access the supernatural power of God in our lives on a daily basis, to discover how to draw from the supernatural resources of heaven to unlock the power and potential that is already on the inside of you. Now, if you're anything like me, that may sound like something that's complicated or out of reach, or maybe it even sounds impossible, but I want you to know that it is absolutely for you. And Becoming increasingly aware of the presence of God and becoming more and more intentional about operating in the grace and power of God is a lifelong journey because there is simply always more. However, it is not for someone else. It's for you and it's not nearly as complicated as perhaps you've understood it to be. As I share these simple truths from the word of God with you, the aim of everything we discuss here is to keep things practical so that we can engage experience experientially with what's been made available to you, to me, to every believer through the finished work of Jesus Christ. All right, so today's episode is titled Hit the Reset Button, and this just felt like a natural place for me to kick this channel off. Experiencing the power of God consistently comes down so much to the type of mindset that we operate in every day. When I say experiencing the power of God, I don't just mean where things happen for you out of nowhere and it's miraculous. God is sovereign, and there are times when he just shows up and does miraculous things in our lives without our consent, with Without our permission. I remember leading worship one night and watching this woman in the front row who had barely been able to walk for years. By the second song, she was dancing and jumping in worship, doing things she hadn't been able to do in a very long time. She didn't even realize what had happened to her until worship was over. Now, no one prayed for her. We didn't mention anything about healing or miracles. God just did it. I've experienced that several times in my own life as well. I thank God for those experiences. I thank God for his sovereignty that he breaks in and he does things. It reveals how much he loves us. But more than that, I'm actually talking about becoming aware and actually becoming intentional about operating in the power of God and allowing his power to operate in our lives. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all All that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us. The power of God, the very same power that raised Jesus from the grave, resides and works in every believer. First of all, this verse says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above, far above anything that you can ask or even think. And I believe it's the amplified version of the Bible that uses the word super abundantly. That's an amazing word. Take a moment. And think of something that maybe you've always wanted to do, something you want to accomplish in your lifetime, but something that seems too big for you based on where you are right now, based on your own resources. 
Now, if it seems really far off or impossible, that's actually a good thing because God doesn't want you to dream small. In fact, if it seems almost impossible, in the mind of God, that's literally just the beginning because he works in our lives super abundantly, exceedingly abundantly above what we can ask or even think. If we want to experience the power of God, we need to think the way that God thinks. We have to learn to think like he thinks because he thinks so much better than we do. So the reset button. When I was a kid, I played a lot of video games. This started in like the dark ages with the original Nintendo. Eventually it was Super Nintendo, Game Boys, PlayStation, all that kind of stuff. Every game system I ever had growing up came with a reset button. Today, my kids have an Xbox One and there's a reset feature. Your computer has a reset button or at least it has a reset feature. Your phone can be reset. I know it's everybody's worst nightmare when you have to reset your phone because you lose everything, but reset buttons are important because we know that electronics don't always function properly. Sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes the screen freezes up. I remember yelling at the TV and throwing my controller across the room as a kid enough times to know that when that happens, when it freezes up, there's only one solution. You've got to hit the reset button. Even though it was the most frustrating thing in the world as a kid <laughs> to be at a crucial point in a game when the screen freezes, still, we knew that a reset button was a useful tool to have. Now, what if you had a reset button for your life? What if you had a reset button for your mind, for the way that you think? One of my favorite words in the Bible is the word peace. That's P-E-A-C-E, peace. Now, the word peace in the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew word shalom. It's very similar to the New Testament word for salvation, which includes things like divine health and wealth and prosperity, general well-being and security. It's actually a complete picture of the fullness of what Christ came to accomplish for us. See, for most people, peace is a feeling. Well, you know, I just felt a peace about it. Peace is so much more. It's an experiential reality that brings your entire spirit, soul, and body, every part of you, in alignment with God's purposes for your life. Now, the New Testament word for peace literally means to set at one again. And I want you to just remember that phrase, set at one again. My translation for today is hit the reset button. Most people, when they think of peace, they think of the absence of war or conflict. And to an extent, that's true. But the way that the peace of God works, there can be trouble, struggle, conflict, terror, whatever happening all around you. And yet there can be an absence of conflict on the inside of you. You see, the peace that God gives is really not about the absence of conflict. There will always be external conflict. The peace of God is really about the presence of someone. Ephesians 2.12 says, And Christ is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. It says Christ is our peace. Now the context of this verse, I don't want to take a lot of time to get into it right now, but there was a really heated debate going on in that day. Before Christ came and died and rose again, there were certain requirements that the people of God had to fulfill. Namely, in this case, they were dealing with the issue of circumcision. Circumcision had previously been the sign under the law of Moses that you were in covenant with God. And now there was a great argument going on over whether or not people coming to Christ had to be circumcised. It was causing separation and causing the people to differentiate between those who were Jews and those who were not Jews. Paul addressed the argument and in verse 12 said these words, Christ is our peace and he has made both 
one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. Here is the principle. Wherever Christ is at the center, there is oneness. Wherever Christ is at the center, there is stillness. There is peace. One day, Jesus stood up in the midst of a storm that was so bad that it had seasoned fishermen who spent their lives out on the water in absolute panic, thinking they were about to die. The Amplified Bible describes it this way. It says that it was a fierce windstorm with waves breaking over the sides of the ship. Jesus, throughout the whole event, was sleeping. And I'll say it like this. He was resting. When they finally woke him up, he spoke to the wind, he spoke to the sea, and said, Peace, be still. Jesus was at peace, so he was able to speak peace and declare peace over the storm that was surrounding them. So my question is, how was it that Jesus was able to respond so differently? He was in the same storm, the same circumstances that everybody else was in. But he was not overshadowed by what was overshadowing everybody else. He had an internal peace that was more real than the external storm. He had a restful confidence that superseded the conflict. You see, conflict can be swirling all around you, but if you will simply remember who you are, who you belong to, whose image you were created in, whose life reigns on the inside of you, then no matter how crazy, out of control, frustrating, terrifying, or even catastrophic things around you become, you always have this reset button called peace. Peace says, I have a sure footing, I have a strong foundation, I have a secure place. In the midst of every storm, Christ is my peace. So what do you do? What do you do when you find yourself in fear, anxiety, you find yourself depressed or feeling humiliated or frustrated, sick and tired, feeling useless, feeling like a failure, people are telling you you're not good enough, or maybe even walking through tragedy, whatever the case may be, simply learn to pause for a moment and remind yourself, hold on a second, I'm a child of God. Sometimes things get to swirling and spiraling out of control and we get into a panic or a frantic mode of living. Let's face it, life can be violent at times. Life can be full of uncertainty and confusion. But when you get into a mindset of panic or anxiety, just remember Christ is your peace. He died for your peace. Sometimes you have to stop everything and reset your thinking. Remind yourself, hold on a second. I don't have to spiral out of control like this. I don't have to live like this. I actually belong to God, the one who is seated on the throne in absolute power and authority. Christ himself is my peace. That means then that peace lives on the inside of me. Peace lives on the inside of you. Now, I know what it looks like out here, but Christ died to secure your peace. Isaiah 53, 5 says the chastisement for our peace was upon him. He was whipped and beaten and tortured to secure your absolute peace in the midst of every storm. So how do you hit the reset button when things are out of control? Honestly, sometimes all it takes is that simple reminder where you say, hey, hold on a second, stop everything. You know what? I belong to God. And you just remind yourself, I'm a child of God. He lives inside of me. He is my peace. Sometimes though, if we're honest, I, I think sometimes we get into a state of mind where our minds are so messed up that it takes a little bit more than that. Listen, just begin to worship him. When you take your focus off of the stuff, 
and put your focus on him, put him at the center of your conflict, what happens? Remember that verse, Christ is our peace. Wherever Christ is, there is peace. Peace himself sets everything at one again. Peace himself sets everything at one again. When you hit the reset button, you can now elevate your thinking, elevate your perception to see above and beyond the problem. When you can't see beyond what's in front of you, you can't make the right decisions. If Jesus hadn't been able to see beyond the storm that he was in, he never would have been able to calm the storm. When your thinking resets and comes back into alignment with his, you can think right. You can make healthy decisions. You can even pray more effectively. So one more time. How do you reset your thinking? The book of Job says, acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. This word acquaint is a really interesting word. It means to minister to, to be of use or service to. Minister to the Lord and be at peace. Peace is always restored in your ministry to the Lord. In other words, peace is always restored in worship. When you choose worship instead of worry, the enemy gets ticked off and he actually flees from you because he knows that he's already been defeated. You are untouchable in worship. Worship is the safest place in the world. When you worship, heaven fights on your behalf. What's restful for you becomes a terror for all that opposes you. Just come back to that place of worship. Remember who he is and what he's done. Remember that you belong to him. Choose worship over worry. And I guarantee you, you will see a shift in your thinking that will cause you to live a more abundant and a more victorious life. Hey, thanks again for listening. Just for your information, new episodes will be released on Mondays at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. If you got anything out of this, then I hope that you'll come back. And uh, don't forget to go ahead and subscribe to the Simple Power channel. Thanks.